0: Media mix focusing on media, tech, and marketing in the U.S. and around the globe. Hear from power players and newsmakers, all here to keep you in the mix. Hello, I'm Claire Atkinson. I was recently in the beautiful Riviera, along with thousands of marketing executives, covering the annual Cannes Lions Festival of Creativity. It started out alongside the film festival, honoring film advertising, and has grown into a huge event, attracting the likes of Netflix, Google, Meta, and Amazon. There were many hot topics discussed throughout the week, too many to talk about in one episode, topics like AI, the creator economy, and more, which we'll air over the next few episodes. But first, we're going to talk with Mark Penn, a former White House pollster for former President Bill Clinton and strategist for Hillary's successful New York Senate run. Mark is now a Fox News contributor and CEO of Stagwell, an influential company in the marketing and advertising space. We caught up with Mark on the beach at his event in Cannes, where he spoke to us about a number of topics, including why cable TV news should broaden its political coverage beyond President Biden's falling down or former President Trump's indictments, and gives us his take on Fox News' controversial Arizona call for Biden.
1: Stagwell is is really the tech-based marketing services company for the modern marketer. Uh, we're a company that does the kind of digital transformation, research and insights, online media and creativity that really are the package of services that a modern marketer needs to carry out a marketing campaign.
0: Yeah, so give an example of a campaign that you're wanting through one of your agencies right now.
1: Well, there are so many different campaigns. Probably at this point we have 4,000 clients. But say if you take a look at something like United Airlines, right, and their campaign for good. We would have created the whole new uh, brand platform for United Airlines, all of the advertising and content that you see, the targeting around that, uh, would all come from our agencies.
0: And your billings, and billings are the amount of money that people give to you to spend in media, what's that number?
1: Well, Billings is interesting. We manage around 5 billion of media. Not all of it directly goes through our Billings, some of it is paid, uh, paid directly. About three quarters of that is online.
0: Yeah, and, and set the scene for me. How big is your company versus a WPP or a publicist?
1: Sure. Uh, again, we started uh, about seven and a half years ago with me and an assistant. Uh, today, we're between twelve and 14,000 people in 34 countries, revenue of about $2.5 billion.
0: $2.5 billion. You've come a long way from being a Washington, D.C. pollster, Mark. <laughs> uh, you are building a new reputation business to help marketers with one of the biggest problems of the day, and that is how do they wrestle with purpose how do they define brand how do they speak to new segments of the consumer and with that not fall into the kind of hole where you end up trying to speak to new audiences and pissing off everybody on both sides and we've seen that in a few different examples whether it is target or blood light tell me about that new division and what's the answer to this problem
1: well, I've really been writing about this subject for about two years, although nobody paid it much attention, uh, until billions of dollars went up in smoke, and, and that's that we live in a new world where there's uh, issues and consumer products can come into a clash that didn't happen before, uh, where billions of dollars of market value and consumers can be lost virtually overnight. And I've been saying, look, you really need an intelligent operation that has a democratic Consultant, a Republican consultant, you know, someone who does polling and can gather survey information, and even someone who does financial PR. And if you don't have a complete balanced team, you're really likely to make mistakes. And so that's exactly what we've put together. The risk and reputation unit has all of those people, people who've done the highest level of politics, presidential campaigns, and polling, and said, okay. We can really set up a system in your company that can help avoid these situations and tell you how to deal with the new world of issues in commercial products
0: so how do they get in a room and argue about whether to use transgender people in advertising because i think that's the crux of the question Uh, it feels like lots of marketers these days want to put somebody who's transgender in the advertising to either signal that they're speaking to young people or that they're speaking to the lgbtq plus community and the backlash from Perhaps some, some Republicans is that that's unacceptable and that's a place they don't want brands to go. How do you resolve those tricky questions?
1: Well you can't resolve all questions you know but you, you have to know kind of what's before you. So we can only give people the information to make intelligent decisions and to make decisions in a way that's going to be successful for them. We point out that there are a lot of companies that combine issues and their brand values kind of quite nicely and along with their perspective. But if you're in every person's product and you're working in a divided country, realize that when you wade into issues that are that are divisive, you could, you could, if you don't do it in the right way or decide another way to do it, you could do a lot of damage to your consumer base. And what is that damage? And what is your employee base? Thing? See, polling is not about telling people what to do. It's about letting them understand Right? how everything works and will work so that they can make decisions that are intelligent and put out the right kind of communications. A lot of the problems companies get into are inadvertent. You know, at the White House we had a system in which within a few hours like all the policy people and all the com- communications people would check every word because we knew when we put something out from the White House just one wrong word could like set, uh, set off all sorts of alarms. Most companies don't have a system like that. Yeah. They don't have a clearance system like that.
0: So should Budweiser have done the campaign with Dylan Mulvaney or not?
1: Well, Budweiser's a client, so I'm not going to give you any okay. any any comment out of that other than that I think that they will in the long run get their consumer base back.
0: Uh, what are the big issues that people are wrestling with at Cannes Lions?
1: Well, we set Stagwell up. Mainly because I thought that the, the big holding companies were behind in technolog- technological transformation. Now I thought they were behind when people were doing websites and e-commerce. By the time you get to AR and AI, I think they're really super behind, right? And so what? What are the? What's the conversation? The conversation is the clash between new technologies and 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 pure creativity. And I've I've tried to be kind of a messenger. That, that I really think that don't worry, if you are doing the highest levels of creativity, no computer is going to be able to do that. If you're down here at the lowest levels of content by the pound, I'd get a little bit more worried about how you're gonna do that. You're gonna do it in different ways. So
0: so where's the balance mark? Because I walk along the croissette here. It's a beautiful scene. We have the beach and the Riviera, but we have tech companies dominating the biggest areas. We have Google. Um, Meta, you walk down by the Quazette, uh, by the yachts, it's all ad tech. It feels like the ad industry has been taken over by data brokers and that the creativity piece of it has become a very small part of advertising.
1: Well, I really think that the creativity remains a very vibrant part, that when you look at the largest contracts in marketing and you look at really the way we built Stagwell, was a very deliberate decision not to be just ad tech, not to be just digital services, not to be lower level, but to really combine the right technology with creativity to achieve the best kind of marketing. We built this here, you know, Sport Beach. Just as an example, I'd like to say, that as a shoemaker with shoes, we like to show that when you put the talent together with the, the kinds of technology processes you can have today, that's really where you get the, the power of marketing.
0: Um, Mark, can you tell us about the state of polling right now? Obviously, every election cycle, it feels like uh, everybody uses polling, then the election happens, there's a surprise, everybody dumps on the pollsters. Um, ABC News just got rid of uh, Nate Silver. They're thinking, rethinking what they do. There was a lot of conversation over at Fox News about the early Arizona call. What's your take on how TV networks, specifically cable news, go about reporting the temperature of the American uh, voter and also what's the new what are the new data sets that TV networks are using to kind of predict where the nation goes
1: well we had the we have the Harris poll as part of the Stagwell and that had the single most accurate presidential poll last time uh, we hit it on the mark but remember that's just representative of a process uh, of polling that, that I think really, when networks do polls, they should avoid it being all about the horse race. It really has to be about the forces that are in conflict. You know, elections are, are battles of issues and and groups, you know, over the direction of the country. And oftentimes what I found is that the polls were just focused on who you going to vote for, not why you're voting for them. Most voters who are switching their votes back and forth actually believe some very contradictory things, and they're trying to sort out in their own mind which way they should go. And I think they have to spend more time understanding what's underneath. That's what I always did when I polled at the White House. I have a monthly poll that I did that came out of my teaching at Harvard called the Harvard-Caps-Harris poll that we do every month which is really in-depth about what people think about all the issues, left, right, center. And I think that gives a much better picture of the electorate.
0: So tell us about the state of polling, what cable news is learning. Uh, Are they evolving how they present politics on election night? Tell me your view of how polling could evolve this next election cycle when it comes to how the cable news outlets report on the night.
1: Well... I don't really see how polling is evolving all that much. I I think that that really polling to evolve has to become more sophisticated and not just about trying to guess who's going to win. You really have to understand the dynamics underneath the race to see who has the momentum, who's gaining that momentum, because a lot of voters change their mind on the last couple of days of an election. And so to really catch it right, you have to understand what the competing frameworks and arguments are, how they're battling themselves out, which ones are winning. It's only with that kind of more sophisticated framework. Look, when I did polling for President Clinton, I hit it right on the nose. And I had polls in 26 states, I had national polls, I had a model of the Electoral College, I had a model of every vote in every state. I had the kind of resources and operations that I really don't see uh, at Cable Network, and I don't think you're going to see it next time Why is
0: that? I mean, you- these guys have tons of money. Uh, are they just so invested in the fact that the horse race gets ratings and everything else maybe viewers are not so interested in?
1: Uh, people underestimate how much work, time, resources and study it takes to get this right, which is why you look back on some of these elections. Like in two thousand sixteen, I couldn't find a single person who had it right.
0: <laughs> so, this—do you think this is bad for democracy?
1: No, I, I don't. I think democracy goes on with or without polls. I think polls help us understand the electorate, and I think their best use is, is us understanding. Why do some people think sanctuary cities are a good thing? Why do they think that sanctuary cities are a bad thing? What are the arguments that people are having? You know, politics isn't just about likability and tweets. It's about underlying issues that affect people's lives. And when we forget that, and we don't poll about that, then we're not really finding out the real story.
0: Who's better at marketing, um, Democrats or Republicans?
1: Well, that's a good question. I think that, that uh, Democrats did a better job in the last in the midterm elections right and so generally when you get beat you go back and re-strategize and you get better and obviously Trump did super well in 2016 I always say look if you're looking at campaigns or your own marketing campaign you have to say look do you, have a, do you have a theme that's clear, right? Do, do you have really a, a bio or a story that, that's clear? Uh, do you have issues that you're fighting about? Do you have a contrast with your opponent, right, or competing products that, that you really understand? If you have these four or five things, Then you have a campaign, and if you can't name them, then you you probably don't have fun.
0: Yeah, let's get to that. I mean, let's talk about Disney and and Ron DeSantis in Florida. Uh, Where do you see that resolving itself, if at all?
1: Well, the numbers show on that one that Ron DeSantis is a big winner.
0: Ron DeSantis is the winner? Yes. Over
1: the polling... The polling on it is really actually pretty overwhelming. And that's
0: national polling or Florida polling?
1: National, polling. national. Yeah, and Florida, I think, it would be even stronger.
0: And the, what do consumers think about uh, the problem? They're saying that what That Disney's think, too woke. They,
1: no, actually, they just—it's they, mm-hmm. really more on should should Disney get special privileges as a business? And I think what what Desantis has done is he's exposed that Disney does have special privileges and that was a weak point. If I were Disney, I'd patch that up rather than doubling down, but they seem to be more intent on doubling down.
0: Last question Mark. Uh, You have an international business. Tell me about some of the international topics that you're wrestling with. Europe's a very different uh, place when it comes to competition regulation. Um, We just saw the FTC today. decide that it was going to punish Amazon over its prime, the inability of consumers to exit prime if they want to in an easy way. Uh, What's your take on what's happening outside the U.S.?
1: Well, you know, we're we're about 80% U.S., but we're growing twice as fast outside the U.S. In particular, we're bringing together a lot of assets in Europe because we have... Really, some great creatives in Sweden, Amsterdam, London. Uh, we've got a, a wonderful media operation, you know, anchored by good stuff. We've got research from the National Research Group, and they were operating all separately. And now we're bringing them together to have a a, big, a bigger critical mass. And so we're going to focus uh, this this year on gaining steam in Europe because we believe it's a in, in that sense it's been served by the old, old line marketers. It's less advanced, I think, in the, a lot of the marketing techniques than as we see in the U.S., and, and we want to bring that uh, more so to Europe.
0: Mark, is there anything I didn't ask you that's a hot topic for you or that you like to talk
1: about? Sure. I, I think I'd also talk about a couple of our software products that, that, that we're developing and that I think people are excited about. Uh, in particular, I'd highlight two of them. Uh, One is an augmented reality experience for fans in stadiums. Uh, You know, augmented reality is new. People are getting used to it. Eventually, there will be glasses. Uh, But for now, you have to hold up your phone. And we've created an experience partnering with teams in baseball, football, and, and, and and other areas that, that when you hold your phone up, you see an entirely different experience. And great opportunity for sponsorships also. And it's more fun. It's engaging, particularly for uh, you know if parents who brought their kids, and they're kind of fidgety at the game. Uh, and yet, it involves them more in the game rather than doing something else on the second screen. It's a fantastic thing. It's called Around. You can even download uh, the app and take a look at it. Uh, and then we also have something called Profit, which uh, now incorporates generative AI. It's it's profit like Moses, not like uh, not like if you profit on money. prprofit.com. If you take a look at it, and what it does is help you write a news release, helps you figure out who's going to be interested in the news release, who might look at it favorably versus unfavorably. Then it helps you put together your pitches, and then it helps you send out uh, your pitches, and it lets you kind of change. Oh, I want to be professional, or or really more casual, and it will rewrite uh, your pitches for you. So it takes like six or seven hours of work and really condenses it to, to one hour. I think it's a fantastic product. We we won an award out of 150 products and communications uh, recently from Sabre as the number one uh, new product. So uh, I, I really think these are great examples of how we're applying these uh, cutting edge technologies uh, to everyday problems.
0: That was the CEO of Stagwell, Mark Penn. Another topic that made the rounds at Cannes was diversity. My name is Hannah Smit and I'm a creative director at a communications house in Denmark called Gilmeiden Kise. And tell me what brings you to Cannes Lions and what you've learned this week so far. Well, I'm here to, to get inspired and um, yeah, to listen to all the talks and just in general terms get inspired yeah anything that really caught your attention this week Um, any sessions or any of the awards that were given out well it's ai all over the place of course and that's uh, what we're all filled up with uh, curiousness and a bit of anxiety also Um, but then also i've noticed i've been here many times before and also last year i was here and, and last year we kind of talked a lot about diversity and, and it, it's like this year, it's women all over the place and it's uh, people of color all over the yeah. place. So which the talk turned into action yeah, it actually and did. Can Lions for you is a more diverse place. Yeah. That wraps it up for this episode. But before we go, I want to share a clip from my conversation with Michael Kasson, the CEO of MediaLink, an influential marketing consultancy which just happens to also be owned by one of Hollywood's biggest talent agencies, UTA. Michael tells us how stars like Kevin Hart are looking to do more than simply star in commercials. They're looking to make them too.
2: I think it's too early to tell yet what are the wins in AI, but it certainly was one of the stories. As you said, the creator economy. Uh, big story here and, and everybody is focused on it because that is the new wave, not the shiny new toy because if it's a shiny new toy, it goes away. I think it's a wave which will continue. So I do think it's more than a, a shiny new toy. I would add, um, unquestionably, um, measurement still is on everybody's mind and we had a lot of conversations. Uh, we did our normal every year Monday lunch where we brought all the holding company leadership, investment groups and you know many of the large brands and the measurement companies to really talk about where are we on that continuum of getting to a place that we have better metrics to be able to judge and measure. So I think that conversation we've been hearing. What we heard enough about this year, but you can never do enough. Is still the issue around diversity in our industry, and the need for and the need for more diverse hiring and media investment. That's still a very important story and should be, because there's so much more we need to be doing in that space. And then you'd be remiss if you didn't mention retail media as one of the most important conversations that's going on up and down the quasette.
0: It's a great interview, and you're going to want to hear the whole conversation, which we're going to air on the next episode. Thank you for listening. And if you like what you heard, please be sure to subscribe to the podcast and the newsletter, which you can find a link for in the show description. If you have questions you'd like me to ask my guests or topics you want me to cover, give me a call at 973-544-8309. That's 973 544 8309 and leave me a message. You can also drop me a line at themediamix.substack.com. My mission is to keep you in the mix. Thanks for listening.